you know, you've got to just step into the void, right? So a lot of people are afraid to do things. Like I've never done this before. I'm like, well, I've never mounted something like this before. I don't know what the end result's going to be. I don't know what the vehicle's going to be, but you better damn well believe we're going to do something. I live better than a king ever did. I live better than a Welcome back, Freedom Junkies, to more Freedom Junkie Radio, where we try to bring freedom into our lives in any way that we can, perhaps ways that we don't know. Today, I am beside myself to have my guest on the show. A lot of you may know that I've been working behind the scenes here in the Austin area to try to get some legislation passed where they might stop spraying. Texas skies might, you know, prohibit that. It's been difficult and uh, it's it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I feel like anybody who's an environmentalist, anyone who loves animals, people, the earth, the soil, the water, the air, our uh, medical rights, it, it, no matter what it is that you that you're interested in, this should be at the top of your list. And our our discussion today is going to be about the aerosol spraying that's been going on worldwide. And I am so delighted to have Raynette Seenum here with me today. Raynette has done a lot of things. She was the first woman to walk across Alaska. She has been a city council member and mayor in Nevada City, California. She's been doing all she can to fight the good fight for liberty in California. And the other day, or just yesterday or day before, I saw that she had single-handedly, or I'm sure she's got some help, but it's got her name on it. She has launched a Give, Send, Go to raise money to help her fight legally in the legal realm what they're spraying on us. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Raynette, welcome to Freedom Junkie Radio. Thank you, Betsy. It's great to be here. And thank you for your work in Austin. I've been there now a few times and I love the area. It's just beautiful. And I love the people. It was kind of tempting to want to move there, but I am I'm standing my ground in California. <laughs> so... Okay. So, you know, I feel like, you know, I've, I've been paying a lot of attention to Dane Wigington and, and his work over at Geoengineering Watch, and he's really the bomb when it comes to all this stuff. And um, I watched a short video. I will link to a page where if this stuff is, if you need answers to a lot of the questions that we're going to not even bother to talk about, we're, we're going to go deep on this. Um, any questions you have about this geoengineering, weather modification, uh, aerosol spraying that's going on in the world, there is a page on Geoengineering Watch that has a lot of short videos that you can watch. And, and one of the ones I watched just to prep myself for this interview today was about why aren't environmentalists doing anything about it. And I think quite honestly, the answer is that we don't know who, who we're up against and whoever we're up against, whoever's doing all this is so far above the law and they, they are powerful and have the hubris to, to just ignore humanity. And, and, um, that I, that's my first question. Who, who are you going after? Well, you know, 
we can't say specifically who we're going after. I mean, I can tell you like who some of the biggest perpetrators are. It's a variety of different people. Uh, it could be everything from universities to power companies to, uh, you know, cloud seed, bring on more water for their, their water and their, you know, uh, hydropower. Uh, it can also be um, the, the military, the air force. There's a whole bunch of different entities out there who are spraying us and for different purposes. Sometimes it is again for weather modification, which is really easy to do. Sometimes it's they're spraying things on us to test us really like as guinea pigs. Other times it's actually to do aluminum chaff so they can, you know, have a better sensitivity for the radar, uh, for more surveillance and so on. Other times it's for like global dimming, you know, to protect us from the sun, which is absolutely outrageous. So there's a whole multitude, multitude of reasons. Um, more than likely, we're looking at something like the military, to be honest. They're the ones that are really the probably the biggest perpetrators. And I just got off the phone actually with Dane Wigginton, and we can kind of get into that conversation too. It was a really enlightening conversation to say the least. <laughs> so we can talk well, about that. Well, I would, uh, what I am overwhelmingly becoming aware of, particularly because of, of Dane's hair on fire about yeah. this issue, is yeah. that this is killing trees, bees, fish, people, everything. everything. We can't everything. live without the sun and whatever it is that they're spraying on us is, is causing the, the soils to be depleted. And so I don't see why our military would be spraying us. It seems like it's far more nefarious that it's part of the global depopulation. The whole um, uh, Georgia Guidestones said they wanted to reduce the population by 90%. You know, so... I mean, it seems like whatever it is, and I do, I, at this point in time, I've gotten to a point where I'm just questioning if these individuals are even, even human. And I'm, I wish I was kidding, but I'm like, do they not have children and grandchildren? Are, are, what are they planning on leaving behind for them? It's one of those things. Like, how can they not realize what they're doing? And so, uh, yeah, I, I have come to the uh, conclusion that ultimately it is to uh, depopulate and destroy the planet. And that's what I'm thinking, are they human? Because they want to kill off every living thing to essentially get us out of the way. For what? Our minerals, our water? You know, what, what is it that they want? Um, and if they want to reduce the, the population, well, it's like, you know, you can't stop this from, from affecting your health. I mean, do they, are they taking some kind of, you know, some kind of inoculation so that it doesn't affect them? But we know for a fact in our snow samples, water samples, soil samples, air samples, that they are spraying copious amounts of lead and aluminum and barium and strontium and, and zinc. And, and, and this is even being collected behind, right? Within the trails, right? The, 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 the trails of the airplanes are collecting this. And uh, we're seeing in the most recent storms and we send them off to labs, accredited at labs. It comes back and just, they're outrageous. And it's gotten so bad that with, even within the last couple of years are spraying so much more since COVID hit that I've seen within two years, a massive plummet in the bee and the, the bird population. We have trees and I'm getting reports now around the country, if not the world actually, of, of trees just splitting and, and falling apart and limbs dropping and pine trees that are built for snow loads just snapping in half. And we are literally watching an ecological disaster uh, you know, it's, it's, I would say slow-mo, but it's not slow motion. It's actually going rather fast. And so it's, um, you, you <laughs> that's why, I mean, it sounds really crazy to say, are they even human? Because I'm like, what are you doing? Do you not have children? It's just the, the craziest thing. I, I agree. I, 
I don't know personally anyone that I don't think is human, but I've heard this, you know, like I, I don't either. I don't either. But I'm like this. There's a disconnect here. There's 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 something that's not adding up. And are these individuals planning on just killing off the whole entire planet and they'll just have a couple little nice places here and there, some islands where they can just live on their own? I'm not really sure, but you know, aerial spraying, the stuff spreads, it gets around, it, it contaminates water, it gets up into right the water cycles. So it's not like you can actually hide from this. Um, you know, it's in your food, it's in your in our in our forests. I mean, when you look at even bark samples, there's tons of aluminum in the bark. That's one reason why our our you know forest fires are so explosive, is because it's you know, these incredible, you know, elements that should not be combined with fire. And it's so bad that our, we have trees now, and as Dane explains it, you know, they're not able to absorb any longer the nutrients, the sugar, the water from the soil. And what's happening is that when you walk into a forest today, you're not smelling it any longer because when those trees uptake those nutrients and waters and sugar, then they, they expel it right and they're not expelling it because they're not they're not absorbing it they're not uptaking it and now when we see trees falling over we'll look six feet down from the the root right to the below the base of the tree and the root system is completely just disintegrated this this and this is not climate change this is something else right we have people saying well it's climate change you know it's the drought it's like no 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 we are seeing trees die in a matter of days, even though it's actually been happening over a period of many, many years. But then from our vision, we'll see just a few, you know, brown, reddish pine needles. And then next thing you know, the whole tree is just dead within five days. But it took it years to get to that point. And the, the thing is, is, I'm hearing people say here in California that we had an incredible winter, uh, a weaponized winter, but lots of moisture. And people have been claiming, well, it's the drought. I'm like, no, the trees are dying along the riverbeds, right along the banks. And they're not, they're not dying from drought. They're dying from chemical exposure. Okay. So if it's um, climate change or let's say, so they've, they've openly admitted to weather modification. Yes. So they're changing the climate. Well, it's 100% it's legal. Uh, there's legislation years ago. Most states have it. It's passed. It's, it's legal. Uh, there's nothing illegal to modify the weather according to our, our you know, legislators. And um, yeah, and that's that's not, and, and there's even annual reports. Every year they have to report how many tens of thousands of square miles that they're covering. And whether it's a power company company or some other, or a university, they have to report this and they do. So that's, that's not even a question, but still. Well, if people, people don't want to believe it. If they were, okay. So weather modification is a thing. It's been going on since the seventies. It's really coming out now. If they were modifying the weather to benefit us, then right. we, we would get more rain in Texas. We've been having well, droughts nearly every year. We wouldn't, we, yeah. This what's not to benefit us. That's clear. Well, there's always that, they always put that, they dangle that carrot in front of you, right? Which is like, this is going to help you when really that's just, that's just what they're saying. And yet it's really for this over here. It's exact same darn thing. It's just, it's just, they have to have a cover story. And, and they say, well, it's for to, to create more water. Well, if you've been doing it for decades and decades, and why are we more droughts now than ever? <laughs> it's obviously not working. It probably is working according to them. Right. And their plans. I, I wish people would see that this climate change that we're seeing, that if you're seeing it in your area, if you're having droughts or extreme weather, which, you know, they're having it all over the world. And I see these 
uh, these aerosol spraying campaigns, people send in pictures on Telegram from all over the world. It is a worldwide phenomenon and extreme weather. Now, I know we've had extreme weather. It's in the Bible. You know, we've had extreme weather before. I have never in my life been exposed to the amount of extreme weather that's been going on. Um, and so can people not imagine that, that now that we've started playing with the weather, that we're creating it? We are creating it and we're doing it on purpose. It's not. Well, and, and, and I think that's one reason too, why we have, um, why we have this disconnect because most of the people I know who are actually aware of geoengineering and see it and, and, and know about it are really more on the right side. They're more conservative, interestingly enough. Then you have people on the left who are absolutely digging their heels in and telling us it's not real. It's all 100% climate change. It's like, look at First of all, they're not ex you know mutually exclusive. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both things. And if there is or if there is not climate change, you know that's up for debate. But how can we tell how much climate change and how much is actually man-made weather, you know, engineered climate disruption? So that's what you you know you got to look and, and you can't just say it's all climate change. It's like no, because we're being sprayed every single day. So until that ends. I don't even want to hear the climate change debate right now until you stop that that man-made manipulation. Okay. And the, the left, the left don't want to hear. They just want to be completely 100 percent climate change, nothing else. And you guys like you guys, both things can be happening at the same time. It's this is not an either-or situation. Okay. So who who are you going after and what are you charging them with? What is the legal? So you're, I want to know about, about your campaign, what you're doing. Right. So we're, we're early on. So there's a lot of things I can't answer right now because there's a lot still up, you know, for us to decide what to do. What was really fascinating is I just had a, a good phone conversation with Dane Wigginton of Geoengineering Watch just about 45 minutes ago. He has an incredible team of attorneys and biologists and experts and, you know, uh, who can give you know, expert testimony and so on. And they actually were doing some great legislation in Rhode Island. Um, and I knew about this aerosol strategic uh, legislation to bring it to an end. They had some other lawsuits. And he says, the problem is this, is he says that they have for 75 years been buttoning this up. They've been working on this for 75 years. And they started doing this kind of stuff back in the, in the 40s, like World War One. And the first time they ever did any kind of weather manipulation was during Vietnam War, Operation Popeye, which is where they were basically doing exactly what they're doing above us, aerosol spraying and creating this downpour of water to, to completely drown out what's known as the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which was a supply chain for the Vietnamese. And after that, they actually passed this, this global ban that made it illegal to use weather, mod weather modification during a time of war. I'm going to say it again, during a time of war. But you can do it during a time of peace. So there is no rules, there's no laws. And then in fact, we even have here, it was really fascinating. Um, let's see, what was that? He was talking about the, um, there was a weather modification uh, a treaty um, and basically, uh, it was just that it was for wartime, but not peacetime. And he goes, what's happened is that the powers that be, including the military, have created this impenetrable fortress where even if you want to use a Clean Water Act, right, doesn't you can't can't use it. 
can't use it. Um, you want to use your constitutional rights, can't use it. So they've actually been buttoning it up. So we're trying to still find the Achilles heel. We have some concepts. And if we can't use the normal route, the normal court route, and this is the other thing that he did say, which I did not know, which is really upsetting. And it's just so, it's just so, it's such a mechanism to, to create silence of, of the opposition. Do you know what a slap lawsuit is? No. Strategic lawsuit against uh, public opinion, essentially. And what this is, is if it, this is what's happened to them. So they've gone out, they've tried to sue the entities, the biggest perpetrators. This is Geoengineering Watch. And the court system is that they have been in was just so defiled and crooked that uh, they didn't get they didn't get the the decision in their their you know um, in their corner, and so they lost the court case. And what happens is then they get this countersuit that is filed against them, and that is called a slap, right? Lawsuit. Literally, yeah, uh, like a big slap in the face. The irony, yeah. right? Um, and what it is is they sue. So if you let's say I want to go sue them for a million dollars, and I lose, they can all do a countersuit. It's called a slap lawsuit. And essentially get every single penny they spent on their legal costs, you have to pay it out. So what happened was Geoengineering Watch has been trying to go out there and do these lawsuits. And every single time they get these slap counter lawsuits, which means they'd have to, you know, fork out six hundred sixty, you know, thousand dollars or a million dollars. And so he's like, you know, what we have to be extraordinarily careful around. As he said, if you are going after the entities that we're going after, they will do a slap counter suit because that is how they function. So we're looking also at something because one of the things that I, I was talking about, and I had some folks who are in this, what's called the assembly groups, and they're all about, you know, of course, the constitution and notice of liability and putting certain you know uh in, you know certain individuals who are heads of of state who are heads of corporations putting them on notice and it's so it's rather than going after the corporation you actually can go around the corporation or the agency or the government and say no you we are putting you on personal you know notice and there might be that might be what we have to do so we're sitting there and we're, we have several different options that we're looking at and my objective was to go after them legally, but then also go out there and do a massive, and this is what Dane is doing with Geoengineering Watch, a massive public outreach campaign, being at the farmer's markets, right? Being, hanging the banners over the highways, getting people to wake up. One of the reasons why I want to go through the court system with this natural court case is it makes it much more bona fide, right? People are like, oh, wow, it is the real deal. There's something here. But we also have to look at if we're going to go after the entities who, who make it their MO to do these slap lawsuits, we have to think carefully about it. It's terrible. So you're saying there's a way to go after individuals? There is. It's a notice. Yeah. Notice of liability, essentially. It's putting putting individuals on notice. And this is what a lot of the more, I'd say, constitutionalists are doing and stuff like that. So I will keep you posted on that. And so my objective was, and I said this to the people, I, I sent it out to my funders, uh, the donors on our Give, Send, Go. I said, look, it, thank you so much. This is fantastic. But I'm going to say, don't put this all your eggs in this basket. We want to make sure that you also go out there and 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 do things that also, you know, counter what's going on because we can't afford all of our eggs in one basket and just sit there and hope and pray that one person or two people can do it. The other things we're looking at doing is actually having people put together an official affidavit. We would actually have our attorney actually compose the affidavit 
so it could like hold up in a court of law. And essentially an affidavit is your testimony, right? It's it, it, it can include your evidence and so on and the harm done. And this is essentially becomes a, an official court document uh, and it kind of bypasses having to go to court and do a testimony and, and testify and so on and give a deposition. Um, so we're also looking at having people do affidavits. And what we're doing is we're taking a cue off of a gentleman by the name of Pascal uh, Najati. Pascal Najati is a British Swiss man, British Swiss uh, citizenship. He lives in Switzerland for the most part. He's a huge international banker, knows many heads of states, has worked with them. And his Swiss uh, president, um, who's also like the head of the public health department, uh, over the last couple of years, has been saying, yes, take the vaccination. It's safe. It's effective, blah, blah, blah. So, so uh, Najati... Uh, Pascal Najati and his wife and his mother all got three shots. And then all of a sudden the Swiss president comes out and says, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't you know, stop the spread. It doesn't reduce your symptoms, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Well, then he comes to find out and gets a, a series, you know, battery of tests and so on and finds out he, he has actually been injured. He's been injured from it and it doesn't look good for him. So he is actually right now suing the first head of state in the world basically for perpetrating these lies. And then he's also gone after Pfizer in, in New York Supreme Court. That was filed in December. That's underway. And then he's also going after and pursuing the two different doctors who gave him the shots and basically lied to him. So he's got four shots, so four um, lawsuits going. Now, Switzerland has now officially said no more shots, no more, no more COVID shots. They've like, because they're, they're reading the writing on the wall. But this is what he did that was amazing. He actually, in Switzerland, you are required by law. If you see a crime, you're required by law to report it. I found out from Dr. Henry Ely that there's actually a federal uh, law here that if you see, a, not necessarily state law, like there is a state law in California. If you see a crime being committed, committed uh, against a 14 years or younger individual, you, you are required by law to report this. Um, now, in America, there's a federal law saying if you see a, a, a crime, you're required by law to report it. So what we're doing is we're taking that as our cue. And what we'd like to do is get these affidavits and be able to show that harm is being done. And then and what, and what Najati did was once he was showing that the harm had been done, he went down to his local police station and reported a crime, the crime of the vaccination. And they are required by law to follow up on it. And that is what has ultimately gotten us up to this point of now they're going after the president of Switzerland. So what we're looking at is if we can put together an affidavit, send it out to everyone we know who's sick and tired of seeing what's going on in the skies, and then we actually do our declaration, our affidavit, we show whatever proof, whatever evidence, it could be hair samples, it could be water samples, snow samples, it could be your river water, your drinking water, whatever, you get some lab results, you go down to the police department and you actually file that a crime has been committed, a police report. So these are some of the things we're looking at. It's really, a lot of them are un unconventional. Some of them are, are conventional. My objective is to absolutely get them from all different sides and, and they don't know what's coming. And it, and it might be this notice of liability, right? We put them on notice, it might be that as well. You know, we're pursuing the actual, okay, let's take them to court, but we've got to be very, very careful. As I said, just got off the phone with Dane Wigginton. He's like, Renette, they will do a slap countersuit. The ones you're talking, they will do it. So, you know, you've got it. And, and when it comes like, what about the, what about the, the Clean Water Act? He goes, doesn't apply to them. 
Yeah, we've been looking here. It's in more of the agricultural spraying is where it seems like the uh, the committees in Texas that we can the avenues that we've found to go through legislation is more like agricultural spraying and what's legal and what's not. And um, and that's so that's minor compared to what. I mean, it's bad, but it's minor compared to what's happening over our heads over and over and right. over. But that's the avenue that we're that we've been able to find that we can actually use that to go right. in through the right. law. If they talk about right. it, that is it a criminal case? Is it assault? Could you go after assault and battery? What are you going for? And what are you going for? Well, and that's the thing is, is that um, we're. I mean, for us, it's it's going to be it's going to be a criminal case. A civil case might be easier, so we might just stick with civil because it'll be easier. But um, but I have to say, this is where those affidavits might really go into place. Um, you know, play in in the whole scheme is that it might be we go down to our police stations and say, "I've been getting assaulted by these chemicals okay. for years." Okay, okay. Because I, I wanted the other thing too is really important is I don't want people to sit there and to wait for this court case, what we're working on to be their answers. Like you guys, you've got to stop that. You've got to be, we, I've been waiting for Bobby Kennedy Jr. I've been waiting for Dane. I mean, he's tried. We've all been waiting and waiting for somebody. It's like, we've got to, we've got to stop that now. It's got to be like thousands, tens of thousands of us clamoring. And if we're all going down to our police stations at the same time, we're all going to our legislators. They're going to be going, what the hell is going on? Okay. You know, and you could get, what is it called when they do a, um, a flash mob? You could get a flash mob. All that, all that, all that. I mean, it's, 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 it's like I, and I said, you guys, I'm not doing this to be like, oh, Renette's going out there and saving us. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, this is a long shot, right? And I, I know well enough, this is not the game. It's like, everybody, come on, you're your own leader. This last three years has proven to us. We've been watching all and idolizing all these certain individuals to save us from that and say, well, guess what? Everyone got the vaccinations. Everyone got their shots, right? The damage has been done, right? We've been tortured, psychological warfare. And we're still waiting for these other one or two individuals to go do it. I'm like, stop it, stop it. It's you and me. But so this is so interesting. You're not uh, talking about California, you're talking about anyone in the United States. States. In the yeah. United States. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then other places will follow suit too, because people are done with it everywhere. Okay. So this is the first interview I've given where I was thinking about how I, how, what we would talk about and, and the who, what, where, when, and why, who? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, more than likely the U S military. Okay. They're the, biggest, they're the biggest perpetrator. Okay. So when these, the affidavits, you know, uh, that I've been harmed or whatever, the, the various avenues you're taking legally kind of mm -hmm. trying to avoid maybe really a lawsuit, unless you feel confident about that, mm -hmm. um, educating, uh, masses of people to get involved that's, with, that's right. with legal, um, who, I mean, you can you can we, say we can, go, we can go after universities. We can go after uh, actual corporations, companies that will go out there and change the weather for like a wedding. You know, uh, we can go after the power companies like Pacific Gas and Electric. Uh, we can also go after certain researchers, and uh, you know, and then we can go after the military, which is a big nut because they have, as Dane said, they have really tightened up. The loose ends they have worked on this and worked on this and worked on this so there's like very it's they're impenetrable um okay. not that i think that's not i mean 
when I look up and see uh, 20 trails in the sky, I, I just don't, how, why would our military be spraying us? Well, first of all, I think you have to ask something like when you, when you look into even the COVID inoculations or not vaccinations or inoculations, they were, the, the, these inoculations were, they, they came out of the DOD, the Department of Defense. Right. And they use Pfizer and they use Moderna as the face, as the cover, because they, because why would anyone in America say, oh, let's get this inoculation from the DOD? What's the, what's the DOD, D, the DOD doing in this, right? Why, why would they be involved in this? Well, they, they had a cover. It was Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca. And so I just have to say, really, what it seems to me is that we're like, well, you know, it's the same thing I hear people say, well, our government would never do that. Right. Our military would never do that. I'm like, you're 100% right. But your government and your military have been hijacked. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Weaponized again. They're, they're, they're not your military. Not that there aren't good servicemen and women. There are. I, I know many of them. Just like there's many good law enforcement, sheriffs and police. I know them. But the system itself has been corrupted and co-opted. So when we sit there and go, why would our own military spray us like this? Well, it's because it's not your military any longer. Why would the DOD go out there and get into the vaccination business to inoculate their own people with a bioweapon. Okay. Okay. It's kind of the same. Now I'm starting to put that two and two together that it's the same. Oh yeah. When you realize that they're not your friends, when you realize they've been hijacked, they've been co-opt, then it's like, oh, now I can see why it's happening because they're not our government anymore. We, they haven't been for a long time. In fact, what people don't realize, I don't know what's going on in Texas, but in California, <clears throat> in the 1800s, and we've actually, we've had people here locally, Nevada County, California, actually do a public records request, like a FOIA on our county saying, hey, when did you guys all decide to become a corporation? Because we've got our county supervisors and then you have the, the county CEO. And when we tell people, oh, we're a corporation. Like, we're not a corporation, we're a government. It's like, no, we are not. We are actually a corporation, you know, disguising ourselves as a government. The county supervisors are nothing more than a face, a front and so when you realize that how much we think that, you know, we know what's really going on, our, our, you know, our, our, our army is what we think it is. No, it's not. Our government is what we think it is. No, it's not. It's a corporation. It's all about the bottom line. The DOD, the DOD is not what we think it is. So we have been, our, our agencies, our government, everything that was set up originally to protect us and to, and to it, just to ensure that our rights were always in place, they've been hijacked. Okay, so going after the military isn't really who it is. It's who no, you're not. You're not going after the military. You're not really going after our. You're going after. Uh, you're going after perpetrators who have completely common, you know, commandeered our military, and in the name of our military, are spraying us like bugs. Okay, and we don't know. So to to me, I'm seeing that the same end goal of injecting everyone with yeah a bioweapon yeah. and spraying us is the same end goal. So. Uh, we don't know who these people are. Well, we do know we do know who like some of the heads of certain, you know, air force or military. We can kind of we can kind of go there, you know, but I mean my point is is that this is what we're looking at is like these this is not just some oh we're just trying to do a few little experiments or we just want to dim the sun. This is like no no no, this is this is like full on acts of war and and we have a lot of, of of facades that we think are you know oh this is our government and they're not so um so the notice of of liability 
you know, it can still be used because basically what you're doing is like we are putting you, you on personal notice, not the government, not the Air Force. It, it might be a, a commander of some Air Force who's on some island. We know there's some islands off of California where the, the geoengineering, you know, aerosol spraying planes come out of every single day. Who is the commander? Who's in charge of that island? Let's go after him. You know, and, and I have to say, it might just be Betsy. I mean, I said this to, I said this to Dane just a little while ago. I said, you know, it, it, our only hope, and this is not a great scenario, but our only hope and is that once the central bank crashes and burns, once the federal reserve crashes and they're, they're burning, they're, they're crashing. We know that it's on its way. It's, we're just watching it roll out right now. That might be the one thing that actually clears up the skies because what will more than likely happen is there'll be such supply interruptions. The dollar becomes so valueless that no one's going to go to work anymore, that the products we need to spray us to afford the fuel, to pay the pilots, that may not even be available any longer. I mean, there may not be money for that or the money's so worthless, no one's going to even work. And it's kind of like, and I said to Dane, I said, it's like, it's like, you know, the proverbial wolf having to chew its paw off the trap. It's going to be painful. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to hurt. You're going to be scarred. It's not going to, it's not an easy choice, but it might be the only option we have or possibility or solution to end this is not us stopping it. So maybe a lot of prayer and meditation of like, oh my God, I hope the central bank goes down. And I hope that we can survive the gap between the old paradigm and the new paradigm, because that is the only thing that's going to save us. Okay. The one hole I want to, I could poke in, in what you just said. I, I mean, I, I hear you and I think it's a great idea, but those people who run the central banks have bilked the entire planet for all of the money. They they've got endless amounts of money. The people they've that got endless amounts of money, but if your dollars in the systems completely failed, because even though they have endless amounts of money, there are systems in place. I mean, there's so many different components and systems right in place that you need for the for the the uh, equipment for the airplanes right for the parts for the chemicals for the employees who spray it who have to make it who have to supply it to deliver it right when you have that kind of economic crash it's really really difficult to keep things in place because it's just it's just falling apart i mean just mining it i mean it's it's not an easy thing so that is probably, and, and, and by the way, it's completely out of our hands. It's nothing that we have control over, but it's one of those things where we're looking up, is there anything out of left field that could do this, could do that what we cannot do? And that's one of them. And of course, with that though, comes complete economic crash. And I mean, you know, all hell will break out. It won't be fun whatsoever, but it's also one thing that could clear up the skies and maybe actually allow the planet itself to survive because right now they're killing, I mean, Two years ago, I used to have beautiful finches in the springtime. Like right now, I get 50 to 80. And last year, I had two. This year, I have none. Yeah. No more, I don't have the honeybees. The honey, I used to have a huge variety of honeybees, mason bees, Russian bees, fairy bees. Uh, they're barely out there anymore. Right. We, the, the monarchs used to come through Texas every spring and we'd find all the, we'd go as a homeschool family, we'd go get the little uh, caterpillars and feed them milkweed and watch them turn into their chrysalis and turn it. We didn't find any two years ago and we found one last year. Haven't found any yet this spring. April's usually when we can find them. They're not here. But so I have a question. This idea of the dimming, right? Of, of let's, let's block the sun out. I know uh, Bill Gates was, was 
was touting that. It's like, don't we have a say? Don't people get a say? I mean, how did he make, how did he become God? How did he become God? Well, I think he's the puppet face. He's the, you know, if you look at like the Wizard of Oz, he's the, the, he's Oz. Somebody back behind it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we've talked about who, we've talked about what they're spraying, what they're doing, uh, why, um, why they're doing it. Well, there's, there's, they, they say for weather, weather modification for various reasons, uh, to dim the sun out. Okay. Um, But I think that the why is far more nefarious, unfortunately, uh, who, what, why, where, everywhere, everywhere. The, the, the emails, the texts that I've been getting just even the last couple of days of people around the country, and I know it's around the world, saying, you know, Renette, our, our trees and our forests, they're doing the same darn thing. They're just, the limbs are just dropping off. I mean, I was out camping last year with some friends, and in the, in the middle of the night, no wind, no nothing, no storm, just it's summertime. Also, you just hear this loud crash and thud. I knew what it was, but all these women who weren't from that area just jumped out of their seats around the campfire saying, what was that? I'm like, well, that was a 175 foot tall ponderosa pine falling over. And they're like, wait, what? There was no wind. There was no, I'm like, doesn't matter. They're just falling over, dying and just falling over and dropping. And, and that's what got me. That's what propelled me to, to just, I'm done with this is that quite a few weeks ago, we had our, our snowpocalypse, which was horrific. And it was nothing, nothing natural about it here in California. Oh, so much snow that it's 60 feet in Tahoe. People in this area could not even get to the woodshed any longer. Um, and I had a tree fall here on my house and brush my house. And then a few days later, a tree hit my partner's house. While I was at her place, 2.30 in the morning, storm had stopped, quiet, storm over. We just hear a crash, crash, crash. It was a domino effect, a tree hitting another tree until finally it hit our house and felt like a train was going through the house and busted up the house. And there were hundreds of people, thousands of trees, thousands. It looked like a hurricane had come through. Thousands of trees that had dropped, crushing houses, crushing cars, crushing lives and destroying and and, and, and just uh, roads. There were some roads we could not get into for two weeks. They actually brought in fire crews for the first time, fire crews in the dead of winter to help cut the trees. We've never done that before because there's so many trees. You know, we had something similar two years ago. We had our crazy snowpocalypse, but this year it was ice. And I want to tell you, this was the weirdest phenomenon. How can liquid rain be falling when it's cold enough to freeze it completely and not be falling as frozen rain. I've never seen anything like it. The grass on the ground, the tall, long pieces of grass, two, three feet tall, looked like cigars. They had ice on them. And I'm like, what weather phenomenon allows for this? Yeah, it's not. It's chemical. And it's chemical. Dane even explains it's actually chemical. And in fact, last year, what happened, and he's had, he said in his area, there's six, there's six years into it now. They're up in Shasta. We had it happen for the first time last year. I'm just praying to God it doesn't happen this year. Where these two frosts, one one after another, and I was actually on the campaign trail running for governor in California, left beautiful blossoms everywhere, came back a week later, and everything, everything that was green and pink and beautiful and fresh was just over like this dead and black. People said, oh yeah, we had this really terrible two frosts in a row. And I'm looking, I'm like, this doesn't look like a frost. This is like some kind of chemical exposure. And then when I had Dane on my show a few uh, few months ago, he explained the actual process of how they do that. And yeah. 
And we had no berries, no fruit, no acorns for the squirrels last year. There was no fruit production whatsoever. Okay. I'm having one of these, my, my mind, I just got it. We have nine gorgeous 50 year old pecan trees and haven't gotten a pecan. The, the, the measly like 13 pecans we found last year, they were all, um, premature they were they were there they hunted i didn't even put two and two together knowing this it, the acorns there's no acorns off our oak trees there's thousands of acorns the poor squirrels were actually raiding our gardens last year they're running away with our tomatoes they're running away with our, our our lettuce and stuff i kid you not they were they were raiding our gardens because there wasn't enough food for them to eat okay so freedom junkies out there in the world Renette got had it up to her neck and has decided to really take do everything she can to stop this and this is i mean i i it, it gives me so much hope to know that you're doing it you're involved you and you've because you know what you're doing as i mean you, you've had a lot of uh experience i mean maybe you don't i don't know well i mean it's i i mean i know what i'm doing in some areas and there's also a new landscape for me which is I, like that's just part of the that's just part of the process you you know, you've got to just step into the void, right? So okay. a lot of people are afraid to do things. Like I've never done this before. I'm like, well, I've never mounted something like this before. I don't know what the end result's going to be. I don't know what the vehicle's going to be, but you better damn well believe we're going to do something. Okay. And, uh, you know, because right now we're literally watching complete ecological collapse. Okay. So Dane was like, I hope we're here. I goes, I don't know how the ecology is going to be here at the end of the year. The way it's going which is so horrific horrific to hear right but so this um, should be this should be everyone's main concern and so how can people help well i mean i the best thing to do is i would say is to keep updated on what's going on and this is going to be a process is i i am on substack substack is kind of an alternative like newsletter uh, where you can do, you know, posts, blogs, and interviews. So uh, mine is called Renette Senems, and that is R-E-I-N-E-T-T-E-S-E-N-U-M, Renette Senems with an S, Renette Senems Foghorn Express. And then you put .substack.com. So Renette Senems Foghorn Express .substack.com. It's a long, long title. But that is where I do a lot of interviews. You'll see them with Dane Wigginton, other individuals. I do posts. This is where I announce, look, at we're, we're, we're mounting a legal fund here to go after the biggest perpetrators. We've got a great group of people together. I, I know Dane will assist as far as like just advice. I mean, their geoengineering is having no, is, they're not participating in this this a legal fund or lawsuit or whatever it is we're doing. They're not participating. Um, and, uh, but uh, we've got a lot of people on our side and that number is growing very quickly, but it's just, it's, it's just, it's so um, oppressive and it's just so Orwellian that this is allowed to continue. And there's so many people that continue to be blind to it. Um, and yet everything around them is dying. Uh, without question. And um, people just keep walking off the cliff, essentially thinking everything is hunky-dory. It's just the craziest thing I've ever seen. Okay. So you can follow the the campaign on Substack. Just follow right. you on Substack. Right. I will put all of this. And then there, there's also Give, Send, Go, where we have been, we've been great. It's been uh, not quite two days. We're over $10,000, probably, probably maybe now nearing 11, um, raised so far. And um, it's on Give, 
G-I-V-E, send, S-E-N-D, go, G-O, give, send, go.com. Just go on there and you'll see Stop U.S. Geoengineering, Geoengineering Legal Fund. Stop U.S. Geoengineering Legal Fund. That's and what we're going to use that to to either whatever, whatever capacity we need to to legally go after these folks. But we've got to do something. Okay. We've got to do that's, something. That's what I saw that, that prompted me to contact you. Um, I will put all of this in the show notes. So anyone listening to this, uh, just, you can, I'll have all the links. You can get Great. directly to these things and um, give generously if you can. And uh, so we can make this happen as a group, as a crowdfunding kind of thing. So then you just brought up the fact that a lot of people don't, want to believe that this is happening what in your experience has been the best way to open people's mind to you know i for years we would i mean for at least 10 years we've had the chemtrail debate you know i had a couple of friends who totally could see that this wasn't normal and then i had people who were like no 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 that's those are just contrails and we had the whole discussion for years and uh it has gotten so insane any of us who've been alive for more than a few decades, two or three decades, you remember as a child that the sky didn't have them. Okay, now here's one. People posted a few weeks ago, I saw that there was um, were a couple of films made in California and Hollywood area, somewhere in California back in like the 19, I want to say it was the 50s or 60s and they're showing a chemtrail in the back. They, and, and they said, look, this has been around since we were kids, it's been, and you know what? It's because they could do it back then. They were doing it, but it was- well, no, they, no, they could, they could, they've been experienced since the forties. There's old, old uh, historic photograph of them doing chemtrails uh, way, way back then, right? So they can do it. Um, the other thing that's really kind of creepy is that uh, AI, artificial intelligence can start adding these things into the old movies. It's really- you know, I thought of that too. You can't trust yeah, no, it's, anything. It's see. really, really, they're putting them in children's books. They're putting them in magazines. I mean, they're, they are literally normalizing it. They, you, I, I had cards, beautiful cards of, of different bear scenes. They were, you know, they're like animated <laughs> uh, sketchings and they added the the, the chemtrails, the geoengineering lines. To, I'm like, really? You added those to these 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 Christmas cards, it was just so bizarre. So they're really trying to normalize it big time. And with AI, you can't really trust anything. But again, I go back to, okay, so you saw this in a movie, you saw this long stretch, but did you watch it over a course of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a day? I don't care if you saw it in a movie for a split second or 10 seconds or 20 seconds. Did you watch it in that old movie spread throughout the day? No. I mean, it might have dissipated a minute later. You don't know. But so there's, you know, and again, we've been doing this kind of experiment since the since the 40s. Uh, I heard from our mutual friend who got us together today that you have been very heavily censored on oh. major social media so that getting on to smaller um, venues where we're flying under the radar i'm not i'm i'm heavily censored as well i'm um but that's just because 12 years ago i was i i, I ran for congress as a libertarian and they shut me down on twitter and um I, I, I'm totally shadow banned. I have. Yes. Same here. You know, so, but I do have a reach on telegram and on YouTube and rumble. I, you know, and my podcast, wow. so they, they're not shutting down podcasts. Right. So I'm interested in that. What, 
what was it you did that was so egregious that caused you to get the well you know i mean i was i've been calling out um uh, america's connections with the ccp the chinese communist party for quite some time uh i've been calling out the corruption i mean i i'm a truth teller and i'm a two-term you know council member and mayor and i've been a truth teller calling out fighting against 5g fighting against the telecoms at&t and verizon and comcast um, you know, fighting against Pacific Gas and Electric. And I mean, I, I call out corruption. I and mean, even my own former city, you know, legal counsel on the city council who lives across the street from me. I've called him out, which makes things a bit uncomfortable. Um, and so this is this is what I do. And so I was probably the only, and also calling out the water wars, how our water is actually being stolen in California, pumped in aquifers, or actually piped to other states to make it look like we have no water to actually justify the reason why farms can't get water for their farms and are being sold pennies on the dollar uh, to BlackRock, Blackstone, and Vanguard. And so out of all of the candidates really running, I have to say I was probably the only candidate that was absolutely truth-telling you know, and, and holding a hard line. And I was running as a no-party affiliation whatsoever. And so on January 7th of 2022, I was down in Pasadena campaigning uh, I had flown down waiting for my partner to drive down with my stuff I use for campaigning. So I was kind of reliant upon Uber Eats and Uber Rides because I didn't have my car. And this one morning, my campaign uh, communications director, who who lives in Florida, actually, she's a former Californian, um, called me and said, can you get on Instagram? I'm like, no, because they took you down. I'm like, what do you mean they took me down? It's like this is the most docile social media account I've ever had. <laughs> like, they just took you down. And so then I went on to Facebook and Facebook also put me into Facebook jail for the first time. Um, and I'm terribly shadow banned on Facebook, but they actually put me in jail saying, basically, your stuff's going to be at the end of the feed uh, for the next three months until basically the election. And then I said, okay, let me just grab a coffee and some breakfast here so I can get my mind together and figure out what's going on. So I went on to do Uber Eats and found out that Uber Eats and Uber Rides had completely canceled my app subscription to them and returned all of my Uber Eats and Uber, Uber Rides money, all of it. And since this day, to this day, I've never been able to get back onto that uh, platform whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All in the same morning. Oh. It was oh. all in the same morning. Uh, for freedom junkies who yeah. who realize who don't know that when people are really over the target, when they're really telling the truth, when they're when they're um, when they're really getting under the skin of the nefarious people that are doing things in our world, they get shut down. So we should be paying attention to the people who've been deplatformed and who've been censored. You 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 should always discern whether you feel someone is being honest, true, genuine, authentic, mm -hmm. uh, or whether what they're saying is those same things, whether it's truth, that's up to you to research and find out. But I think more than ever, what you just told me was, and I know this, I, but if you ever find out that someone has been shut down social media or deplatformed in any way, look into what it is they're talking about, because the more of us that can wake up the more we can have an effect. And what you were saying about prayer, meditation, this stuff does have an effect yes. in the, the ethereal fabric that, that makes up what's going on. The thoughts, thoughts are things and we affect each other. And we also 
even knowing all of this stuff, I read yesterday that those of us who are awake have ruined reality for ourselves. <laughs> and, and then we go around and ruin it for everybody else. It doesn't make you real popular, but you come through it and you recognize, you know what? I'm a human being and I get to experience joy and I get to create joy and right. I can smile at people right. and I can still have love. And so it, even though we're, I want to say fighting the fight, I don't like to use that word because I learned from my last guest who was freedom through healing mm. that we shouldn't stand against because it doesn't get you anywhere. It gives whatever you're against right. power, right. power right. and for. What right. do we stand for? Yeah. And you are for clean air right clean now. Air and clean air and blue skies, unadulterated skies. Right. And for people to have the choice of what is sprayed on them. That's my yeah. thing. I there's feel been, like there's been no public discourse. There's been no public comments. And there's been no transparency. There's been no consent. Yeah. The legislation that I wanted to get through was that you can't, that it's, um, prohibited to spray in the skies of Texas without the consent of those being sprayed. No, I know. And uh, why would anyone vote against that? Right. That's crazy. So is there anything that you would leave us with um, positive or, you know, on a, on a, on a good note or. Well, I mean, on the good note is this, is that I, I think one of the biggest things that we're learning right now, especially on the medical freedom movement and so on. And um is that over the last three years, we've given away a lot of our power to, I would say, you know, um, influencers or even false idols. And, and we've always been waiting for somebody else to do it for us, for somebody else to take it on, for somebody else to make the changes. And that's not going to do it, folks. It's got to be each and every single one of us. And it might be you saying I'm going to do an affidavit and go down to my police department and file this, this you know, basically this police report that I'm being, you know, sprayed on and poisoned, or I might go out there and drop the banners over the overpass, or I might go to the farmer's market and, you know, rent a space and hand out flyers and educate people and say, look up. It might be that, but we, we, the big lesson that people are starting to really catch on is that you can't sit there and be dependent upon somebody on the screen who says, I've got this and yet nothing, the needle never moves, right? It's not moving because a lot of these people were put into those places to make sure we're really never effective. Very good. So it's a big lesson and it's you. Every, and that's you. Anyone listening to this. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, the one thing we've got going still, at least at this point in time, is we've got the numbers. There's billions of us, billions of us. And we'd only need a small percentage to actually rally up. 3.5% of active participation is what causes a movement to be successful. A civil rights movement, right? A civil war. Only 3.5% active participation. That's it. We don't need everybody. You don't have to convince everybody, just 3.5%. Okay, so if you're hearing this, I want you to take heart. I know this is heavy stuff, it really is, yeah. but but we can mm -hmm. make change. Mm -hmm. And so figure out what it is you can do. And I know if you're a busy mom with kids or you've, or you've got two jobs or there's so many people reasons why we can't, but mm -hmm. find something little that you can do. Fine, it adds up. It yeah. adds up. Renette, I can't thank you enough for coming on and helping. Well, uh, first of all, I can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so if there's ever a time you want to come back on Freedom Junkie Radio and say something, get it out there. Here's a platform for you. Uh, I used to call it a platform for voices for freedom. Now it's just anything that brings freedom into our lives. Yeah. So uh, I am very grateful 
to what you've stepped into. Hats off to you. Um, very brave. I, I think that, well, and, and that's one of the other things people have to step, let go of any fear yeah. because we, there's no guarantees we're going to live tomorrow anyway, or, or anything. All we do know is that the direction everything is headed isn't a good direction. We, we've got to do something. And That's you know right. what? What an exciting time to be alive because when life, you know, if you think back to the 80s when it was just, you just cared what your hair looked like. Right. You know, like, you know, this is, this is big stuff. Much, much richer for sure. <laughs> much richer. Yeah. Well, again, I thank you. And Renette, what a pleasure and joy it's been to have you on. Thank you. Thank and you. I, w- I wish you all the best and I will be having you in my prayers that that you are wrapped in golden light completely protected and what you're doing gets a lot of momentum thank you so much I appreciate it thank you everyone for listening and uh yeah just keep looking up (laughs) right okay freedom junkies we'll catch you next time bye for now bye everyone